Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hi, this is John Quinn. I'm the son of Fred the Ice Cream Man, retired Navy Senior Chief and the author of Someone Like Me. You're listening to Garden City Community Chat. And now here's your host and my good friend, Carrie. Take it away, Carrie. Well, hello, Garden City and all our neighbors. This is episode number 629 of the Garden City Community Chat Show. It's Thursday, July 27th, 2023. We're so happy you could be with us tonight. We hope you're all safe and doing well. We hope your power is on or going to be on soon. It's really been brutal out there, that's for sure. I am your host, Carrie. Uh, also joining me are my co-host, Dapper Tom and Mike. They don't seem to be in there yet, so we'll be waiting for them to uh, to 
sign in and see what's going on. Tonight we're honored to have with us Chief Randy Keene from the Garden City Fire Department. You may recall Chief Keene was recently promoted to chief when Kathy uh, Harmon retired. Uh, we'll chat with him about his career, what's new in the fire department, and much more. So stay tuned. The chief will be here shortly. We also uh, have Mike uh, with the latest community events for you. Dr. Tom will be here, hopefully, with the latest weather forecast for you. See how long this heat wave is going to last. But before we get to Tom, uh, let me mention real quick, if you're watching us live on Facebook or on YouTube, go ahead and post your questions and comments in the comments section or email your questions to us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com, which is uh, up on the screen right under my name there. You can also text your questions to 734-788-9319. We also want to take a quick minute to say thank you to all of you who listen and support the show every Thursday night, not only here uh, in Garden City, but uh, several of our surrounding communities as well. We really appreciate everyone's support, and remember, we'll continue to promote not only our community, but yours as well. And speaking of community, if your organization or business has any events or announcements, they should uh, contact us, and uh, we will be more than happy to pass that information along. Just email the details to us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gcchat. Also, speaking of uh, community, we also encourage any local business to check out the Garden City Business Alliance and see what great things they uh, can do for you. For more information, head on over to GardenCityBusinessAlliance.org. We want to give you a quick reminder of some upcoming shows that you can get uh, on your calendar next week, August 3rd. We're excited to have the artist in, who created the uh, memorial sculpture for Reggie the Peacock that passed away recently. Reggie was a loved fixture in Garden City. Although I never did see him, a lot of people did. So we're going to have uh, Ryan Jones on. He is the creator of that sculpture. Um, you may you, you can also see the sculpture in front of King Cone on Ford Road. Uh, it's very unique and very well done. And then on August 10th, we welcome back our good friend Kim Marquette from the Straight Farmhouse Museum. She wants to come on and tell us about all the great events coming up. And uh, so mark your calendars, and we hope that you'll be able to join us. All right, I see Tom is in there now. We're going to get him uh, on, and uh, then we're going to spend some time chatting with Chief Randy King from the Garden City Fire Department. So stand by. <laughs> Okay, let's do a check on weather with Doppler Tom. Let's see what he has in store for the rest of this week and the weekend coming up. Tom, take it away. How you doing, my friend? You've been busy, I bet. Yeah, I just woke <laughs> up, actually. That's <laughs> how busy I've been. Um, so it's been really busy in the weather department here and at personal and at work. So quite a bit of storminess yesterday, so we're going to back it up and talk about that real quick because that caused quite a bit of issues um, in many different locations across kind of the areas. But kind of yesterday, um, we had a pretty good warm day ahead of these storms that moved in. Um, 
And uh, by the time three o'clock rolled around, it was fairly evident that a very strong line of storms uh, were going to make it into Garden City and the surrounding areas. And by the time 3.30 uh, was around, it definitely moved through. And uh, those winds were very strong. They were estimated to be um, around 70 miles an hour as they moved through. Uh, caused quite a bit of damage across my area, um, a lot of other areas within Garden City, and a lot of cities all across kind of Metro Detroit. Um, luckily, I never lost power, but um, the top of all the trees in my front yard all snapped off. Oh, um, no. They took out my entire fence. Um, wow. They, I had to repair all of that over the last couple of days, or just yesterday. Holy cow. Um, into this morning. Um, there's still trees trapped in the tree out there. Um, we have to get an arborist or a service or what have you out there because there's just snap trees stuck as they're like trapped in the tree. So when once another pretty big storm comes in, we could have even more issues out there. So quite a bit of issues out there um, uh, all across the area, just down the street from me, a big tree actually crushed the SUV with people inside. Um, oh no. But luckily, but luckily they were okay and uh, had no issues, but quite, quite, a, quite a wild show by us uh, down here on Maplewood. And uh, uh, luckily uh, there's no uh, injuries and uh, everybody is okay, but uh, quite a bit of damage out there. And overall, uh, it was a fast moving line of pretty good storms as it moved through. And uh, now we're behind us and uh, um, lead it into kind of a cloudy morning to the day. Um, but by that time that sun came out during the afternoon, those temperatures and the monkeyness really increased fairly well. I mean, yeah. temperatures got into uh, the low to mid 80s for highs, but heat indices were well over 90 degrees near 100 at times because of the, all the humidity out there. Mm -hmm. and we're going to still be in a fairly active pattern. And unfortunately, we're going to be dealing with yet another round of some good storms getting into tomorrow especially oh, late into tomorrow. So kind of throughout the rest of tonight, it's going to be fairly quiet out there. We're going to get to the lower 70s um, for overnight lows. But um, by the time Friday rolls around, um, a good portion of the day is actually going to be fairly dry, uh, but it's going to get very warm and very um, uh, very hot out there as well. We're going to see temperatures getting into the low 90s again. Um, and overall heat indices will be near 100 degrees tomorrow. Uh, with the amount of humidity still within the air. So we're going to be keeping an eye on our next potential round of severe weather to move in, um, getting into probably late evening, probably anytime after 5 o'clock, and kind of rolling on all the way um, into probably tomorrow morning. There's going to be multiple rounds of rain and storms that are going to be developing. And yes, there is this risk for severe weather into tomorrow evening and into overnight. So the risks, again, are going to be very similar to what we dealt with yesterday. There's going to be the risk of damaging winds and, again, heavy rainfall with localized flooding. They're the very biggest risk given kind of uh, all the heat and uh, all the humidity out there just squeezing out every inch out of the air into rain and potential uh, localized flooding. And then the severe weather risk, that warm and hot air is going to lead into those storms feeding into that. So uh, complexes of storms we're going to be keeping an eye on, but it's fairly likely that we're going to be dealing with um, 
um, more storminess getting into late tomorrow and throughout uh, kind of Friday night. But the good news is, is that I think we're going to start to get into a little bit of a pattern shift finally, um, but we're going to have to get through tomorrow because unfortunately people that are still without power will probably be without power probably for a good portion of the day and into probably portions of the weekend and maybe into next week because um, fortunately um, for the safety of the people, they're not going to have people continuing to work, obviously, if there's storms moving through. And there's going to be quite a bit of downtime where people will not be able to work out there tomorrow, kind of evening and overnight Friday, given just how um, prolonged this activity could be uh, moving through. So rounds of more strong storms are likely into tomorrow evening and uh, the risk of severe weather is definitely in the cards with probably, again, uh, winds potentially 60 to 70 miles an hour are definitely in the potentials. But um, the good news is, is that after Friday night storms move through, uh, we're going to be seeing some lingering stuff probably early Saturday morning with some uh, probably some uh, likely rain on the back side of this. Uh, all the storminess will be ending by then. Uh, but it's not going to last very long um, into Saturday kind of morning. Uh, by the time we kind of get into late morning, it's probably going to be ending completely. And uh, we're going to get into some decrease, decrease in cloudiness again, very similar to kind of how today rolled through. And then by the time kind of afternoon rolls around, we're going to be definitely back into the sunshine. So um, weekend plans, if you have any, they should be fairly good. Um, um, just some rain and cloudiness early in the day on Saturday and then getting into some more sunshine for the rest of the weekend. And much much cooler temperatures are definitely going to be in the cards obviously as well which indicates how strong this uh, system will be into tomorrow so overall high temperatures after kind of friday's bubbling up of 90 degrees temperatures will be back into kind of the low 80s so dropping at about 10 degrees for saturday and then even cooler getting into sunday sunday will be a dry sunny day but overall we're going to see temperatures into the low uh, excuse me, the upper 70s. Ooh. So we're seeing a pretty big sharp cool down of temperatures nice. by the system moving through. And by the time we get into next week, we're going to continue to kind of see this quieter pattern finally overspreading uh, for uh, a couple more than a kind of a week or so. So we're going to be seeing overall temperatures into next week, probably starting out into the upper 70s and getting into kind of the low 80s toward the end of the work week. So no more kind of long-term heat um, with temperatures getting into the 90s, but we'll definitely have to keep an eye on overall temperatures getting back into the upper eight, uh, 70s to lower 80s into all of next week. And by the time we maybe get into the end portion of next week, uh, we can see our next little system move through kind of Thursday and into Friday with potentially some more rain at this time, but given kind of the lack of very strong heat indices, um, it'll probably be in the low 80s on Thursday as the system moves through. Um, I'm not expecting at this time any uh, strong storms or any severe weather, but when you get into temperatures into kind of the low 90s um, with high humidity, it's just the perfect ingredient for wrapping out pretty strong storms and very heavy rain. So we're going to have probably yeah. potentially one more round of that getting into late Friday. So other than that, expanding outward and quickly talking about some weather, we're still going to be seeing fairly good heat across a lot of the uh, eastern portions of the U.S. Um, there's locations that are going to be dealing with temperatures much worse than we are. We're going to be dealing with uh, that are dealing with 
indices well over 100 to 120 at times across kind of the Missouri Valley and into portions of the Northeast and into obviously the southwestern portion of the U.S. that are still dealing with temperatures well over 100 degrees with heat indices well over 100 to 10 to 120. I mean, Phoenix, Arizona is just, I don't know how people can live there. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the overnight lows are still in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if they call it a dry heat. That's just unbearable at that point. You get these exactly. cold enough, and they get well over 110 each day out there yeah. in the kind of couple of weeks. So the heat and humidity is on for a lot of people in the country. We're kind of on the northern periphery of kind of this heat, which is kind of the track of where those storms kind of ride that heat dome. And uh, we're going to be seeing kind of the severe weather track and have been over the last actually couple of weeks. It's actually been fairly busy in the severe weather apartment an apartment for us. So uh, mm -hmm. it's going to be a, kind of a one more shot of that. And then finally a little bit of a pattern shift will be coming kind of okay. next week. So uh, enjoy that and we'll get there soon enough, but uh, we're going to have to deal with one more stormy day uh, mm -hmm. into tomorrow. But other than that, if you want to keep tuned to all my local weather information, just go to my website, DopplerTomsWeather.com and it will keep you updated as uh, we continue to roll into kind of the heat of summer and the storminess it can bring. So been fairly busy in the weather department for sure yeah for sure you've been really busy i know you're a meteorologist for another company in in kansas city but what happens if you you, you work out of your house what happens if you lose your internet i mean you're kind of out of luck there is a contingency plan where uh sometimes i can get the potential generator out which could help and change oh. that if if need be but if worse comes to worse and none of that works uh, they have a backup person that can take over so yeah Okay. Crazy. All crazy. right. Well, have a have a good evening, my friend. See you next week. Sounds good, guys. All right. Take care. Wow. Yeah. It was uh, it was tough. Did you have any damage by you, uh, Mike? Uh, there's some branches down. One fell on our lawn building. No real damage. Yeah. Our neighbor across the street, half her tree fell on top of her house. Oh boy. But, uh, didn't go through it, but. It did some damage on the gutters and stuff, so it was crazy. All right. Well, you were on your cruise today, right, with the Qantas? Yeah, we were on the Princess Cruise down the Detroit River. And was it back. cool on the water? <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Okay. Fate took a jacket along or a sweater or something, but uh, yeah. well, I just good. had my usual shirt and shorts <laughs> and what have you. So Had a good day. Had a good day for it. Yeah, right. there were a lot of people on that boat. Was there? Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize there were going to be quite so many. There were probably 200 people on the boat. Holy cow. Wow. All right. Well, let's introduce our special guest for tonight. He was recently promoted to chief of uh, the Garden City Fire Department. Please welcome Chief Randy Keene to the show. How you doing, Chief? Good. How are you guys tonight? We're doing we're great, Randy. Thanks for joining us tonight. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about your career, uh, how you got started and when you started in Garden City and a little background. All right. A little background is uh, I was actually born and raised in Garden City, graduated from the high school, cool. um, got started a little bit later in the fire service, worked uh, just under two years in Novi prior to coming to Garden City. I started there in July of 2006 as a mm -hmm. firefighter paramedic, uh, worked there obviously for a few years learned from some good people. Um, and fortunately in 2014, I was able to be promoted to a Lieutenant. Mm -hmm. 
did that for five years. And then in 2019, promoted to a captain, which is then you're in charge of a shift, incident uh, <laughs> commander on things. And um, and then this year in July, obviously, after the retirement of uh, Chief Harmon, uh, July 1st, I was promoted to fire chief. Yeah, congrats, by the way. Thank you. I uh, have a couple of pictures here. Uh, you being promoted, uh, you can comment. There you are right there being sworn in. There I go, Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's a close oh, I always love the spotlight, right? <laughs> and uh, this is your wife pinning you, I guess. That is my wife, Leanne. You know, it's always a real effort, right, to get that badge on, but she seemed to do pretty good. Yeah, she had, she had a practice run, so I think she was all right. <laughs> she felt all right doing it. Yeah, I know the police, they have a, a tough time sometimes up there. <laughs> yeah. Well, every shirt, it's a little different. Every shirt's a little different. Is Some it? of them have like a ringlet, like, like for your shoe. Oh. And uh, this shirt does not. It actually goes like through the material and oh. then back out of it. So this one's a little tricky. So oh, geez, you did well though. Yeah, I don't want to poke you. That's for sure. No, I might <laughs> deserve it sometimes. Nope. But... Draw blood. You'll have to call a medic. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so um, you recently had some promotions as well, right? A couple. That of is them. correct. You want to mention them? I do. So obviously, because of the retirement of the. Chief Harmon, um, I was promoted to chief, which left the vacancy in the captain's rank, which Dan Nolt was promoted to. Mm -hmm. um, Dan's been with the department a long time, dedicated member, great, great person to have on your team. Um, I'm actually excited for him and let him blossom in that role. Um, and then once Dan was promoted, obviously we left a little hole in the lieutenant rank. So this past Monday, Pat Renner was sworn in as a new lieutenant. He was an engineer for just a few months. He, he got that role. So now we have a vacancy in the engineer rank. So we're going to kind of continue this year uh, and have somebody else move up here in the near future. So awesome. Well, that requires a test. We don't have a list available for that point. That, that one's been exhausted. So uh -huh. it'll be a little bit of time. But Now, an engineer, what, what does that uh, entail? So an engineer, is uh, he's in charge of the, the fire truck. So he's a pump oh. operator. He drives it. Uh, he's in charge of all the equipment in it. Wow. Retrie retrieving it like on a fire scene. That's probably one of the most hectic jobs for the first five to 10 minutes on a fire scene, making yeah. sure the hoses are properly laid. Mm. The uh, firefighters have water. We have all the tools we need, things of that nature. So it can be hectic. Now, when you go to a fire, the captain on scene is running the show. Is that, is that how it goes? Or, or yes, the, act, the captain or the acting captain, if like a uh, captain Roth and a, Lieutenant would fill in those ranks. Uh, the captain is the incident commander. So they're the, the person who's in charge, um, kind of calling the shots and let, letting the, the rest of the crew know uh, how we're going to approach a fire, um, the tactics we want to use, things of that nature. Right, right. Have you had many calls uh, with these storms? Oh, yeah. So uh, we, we do probably just about 11 and a half calls on average a day. Wow. Uh, yesterday was, we, we did 45 incidents. So, oh my gosh, obviously with the storms blowing through and wow, about 30 of them were storm related. Wow. So and I know I heard one of, one of the gentlemen there, Tom mentioned the, the tree that fell. Right. We responded to that one. Very, wow. very lucky gentleman. Um, <laughs> the car was moving down the road when the tree fell on it. So, oh my gosh, not, not wow. just parked or sitting in a parked car. So yeah. <laughs> Gee, so Pete. I hope he got out, went out and got a lottery ticket, eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> he was fortunate. I, I, I showed up there. It was it was a, a pretty uh, 
a pretty large tree that came down. So he's very, he's very lucky. Um, are there any any kind of changes or equipment that you'd like to see in the near future for the department? Uh, changes? I, I mean, firefighting is what it is. So we're not looking to make huge changes. Um, right. I think that, you know, each leader has a little bit of a stamp they put on mm -hmm. uh, their own style, their own, you know, things that they would like to see. Um, but I don't think there's going to be any, you know, monumental changes coming to the fire service in the near future. Um, mm -hmm. So, like I said, you know, putting kind of your own stamp on things, I guess, more than anything. So, right. And I, I've had a lot of, you know, good officers, chiefs, things uh, in front of me to mentor me and show me the way. So kind of pull from those, those experiences mm -hmm. and the things I've seen and, and been around. Um, and you take a little bit of each person and those, those experiences and, you know, use them to mold who you are. Yeah. How about equipment? As far as equipment goes, uh, trucks, you got a nice truck now. I know. <laughs> we actually have a pretty good fleet. Uh, Chief Harmon left us in pretty good shape with that. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, our oldest vehicle is a 10 year old pumper, which okay. we, we, it's funny because until we got this, this Quint that we just got, uh -huh. we kind of considered it our new truck. Right. Uh, even though it's a 2013, <laughs> um, it's kind of weird how you approach that. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but that truck is, it did well for us. Um, it got down to where we had that vehicle was the only engine we had until this Quint showed up because the other one had some, uh, large issues. And then we had to take some of the equipment off of it to put on our new truck. Mm -hmm. um, but this new Quint we have is state of the art. It's got all kinds of bells and whistles and safety oh, features. It's beautiful. Um, actually it's out right now on a fire and in the community a surrounding oh. community and they're using a the ladder. So I was wow. just sent some pictures by somebody. So you may be seeing those on Facebook posted here soon. I was asked if it was okay to put those out there. So Sure. Okay. Uh, Michael Bingo says uh, he believes you're about four firefighters short of a full staff. Is that right? Um, we're So we're three right now short with uh, the last few retirements. Um, okay. We have a couple people. At, at 21, we're, we're three short. So we have a couple people off, one with an injury and one in the military. So we're down about 16 people right now. Um, so it, it can be challenging at times. Uh, we're looking to fill the vacancies. It's, it's not so much the willingness to fill the vacancies. It's, it's, it's finding the candidates at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. Just like any, anything else. Absolutely. It's hard to find anybody to work today. It really is. It's a systemic shortage. It's not just, it's not just the city garden city is having trouble. So yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make it any better for us, but it, it no. makes it more of a challenge, actually. You got to be creative and, and trying some new things. So, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Fawn says, Congratulations, Chief Keene. Thank you. Yeah. We got a lot of people in here tonight. John Murray's in there. Chief Harmon is in there. I saw her. I saw her pop up. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, uh, Chief? Good to see you. Hope she just got her power back on. <laughs> What's that? It said something about her. She just got her power back on. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of sweating the show tonight. I didn't know if Mike would have his power or Tom or you even, you know. But uh, yeah, everything, everything worked out. Yeah, there's so, quite a few outages, but I think they're starting to come back on slowly but surely. So right, right, right. So let's let's talk about um, the renovations that are going on. Uh, All right, and you can comment on these pictures if you want. So it got off to a little bit of a slow start. Uh, took some time. I think there was some some issues found by the contractors and then there's some issues trying to get some uh some things done in a timely manner um but in the last few days as you can see so this is all since tuesday all this brickwork has been done oh, they were wow. waiting for the foundations to be poured 
and now all this this block work has been done in the last three days. So it's it's starting to take some shape as like you can actually see the renovation occurring. Now, so what is this, this going to be? Is this a new so entrance or this is so you this is the um, I guess this would be the south side of the building on the front of middle belt there. Right. right. So you can like I don't know if you've driven by the station before, but we had those two doors, one on each side of the station next to the red brick. Yeah. And that kind of they opened up right into an office. So if okay. somebody were in there and knocked on the door, they would come right into your office. So oh. what they're doing is they're putting a small vestibule on each side of the building. Okay. So that way there's like a buffer zone. Somebody can come in and ring a bell, let us know that they're there before we actually let them into the building. Yeah. Obviously, security is a big issue these days. Right. A little more so, secure. Correct. So that's kind of what these are for. It gives a, well, it'll give a little bit of a, an aesthetic look to it, but mm -hmm. more importantly, security issues, it'll help too. So Yeah, that's going to be nice. Now, this is the back. This was where the um, the fire hydrant was, the gold fire hydrant, right? Yeah, you can see the hole in the ground and the, the where the plaque was in front of it there. Yes. We still have those. We took them off and put them in the shed. We'll, we'll, we'll remount those when we're done. Okay. We didn't know how they would fit in when they were started doing the renovation, so we, we took all that stuff out. Now, is this so, knocking out the kitchen in the, in the dining area? So this is. This will be an addition to that. So they're going to – they bumped this out, and it's about 10 feet. Wow. So they're going to put a whole new kitchen area in there. Uh, and then the, the whole back of the station is to be extended outward, but this is the part that they have done. Uh, mm -hmm. this will be like a new kitchen area and then they're going to open up. I know you've been in the station before, so they're yeah. going to open up that kitchen area to kind of like a common area. Um, sure. So like a big meeting room, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you'll so, have a nice window there. It looks like too. get some light in there, right? <laughs> we will. It's kind of funny. So I was sitting at the table in there today and you look out and all you see black. I'm like, wow. This kind of looks uh, <laughs> right. kind, of, kind of weird, you know, you're looking out the door. So yeah, we don't exactly. have access to the rear of the building right now. You you can see the <laughs> there's dirt and debris piled up. So we have to go through the front. So, yeah. Now this looks like the side view, right? Is this a side view of it? It is. It's the same. It's the same structure you were just seeing. Just the side view there, the side of the mm -hmm. kitchen. That'll be. Well, that's going to be nice. Really. It nice. is going to be. I'm excited and and looking forward to it. It's going to take some time. There's going to be right. some uh, growing pains and some discomfort, but trying to reiterate that to the guys like, Hey, like just give us some time. Like let, let's wait till the end product. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys have a grand opening or something. We'd be able to come through and check it out. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. I'm sure. So <laughs> we got some things we're trying to do. Um, some things we're trying to put in there to kind of honor some of the, the, the current things we do and mm -hmm. then some of the history we have as well. So sure. I've been uh, kind of looking through the station and some of the stuff that the chief left behind and uh, some of the other things that we've been able to find some, some history, some pictures, some things right. like that, that we have from uh, the previous people in front of us. And we're going to probably display that if we can in there. So. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Now this yeah. is a back view here. This is the, the doors. What is this on the, on the left side here now? Is that so that been there. that is where our garage used to be. There used to be like a two and a half car garage attached to that. They tore that down. Okay. And they're putting in a new, uh, our new bunk room. So oh. as I don't know if everybody realizes this or not, but we're at the station 24 hours or the firefighters are, I'm not anymore. Um, but they're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. So we have, we have the opportunity sometimes to get some rest uh, okay. when, when the incidents allow that. So this is going to be a new bunk room for us. Oh. Uh, currently, that room that you see with the white wall there on the left, yeah. it's an open style bunk. Okay. Uh, so there is Murphy beds in there that kind of fold down. And right now there's six beds in there. There used to be seven. 
and you just kind of sleep in an open open area. Oh. So this will have uh, there's going to be seven separate like rooms in here, so you'll have a little privacy and a little more so, privacy, yeah. Yeah, and that, and you never know. Like we've had females who have applied and right. gone through the process and just not made it to that point beyond Chief Harmon. Um, so you never <laughs> know. You know, nowadays you kind of have to have some of these these availabilities to to uh, function as a as a department. So it's a changing world out there. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's going to be really nice. Really nice. This will be that. That's that's going to be a big change for us right there. I think that that right there, this this side will be a big change for the guys, and they're looking forward to that. Now, what about the garages? Garage itself is that going to be extended at all, or no? It is. So that's going to be extended out about fourteen feet. Wow. So it's it'll be to the back of where the kitchen used to exist. Okay. And then what they're going to do is they're going to move those. You see those tan doors there. Yeah. They're going to reuse those doors. They're only a couple years old. Right. So what they're going to do is just move those back to the wall, like 14 feet. So you've been in our station and you can see how tight it gets sometimes with the vehicles. Yeah. yeah so this is right. going to give us some room in there to, to be able to maneuver the vehicles around parking yeah. formation. And then, um, and also to have some room in there so we can have some storage and some availability to do some things in the station as well. Right. Right. The station was built in the 60s and then added on to the 70s, and the vehicles were not the size they are nowadays. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Width or or length. Yes, yes. Yeah, that'll give you a lot more room. You probably yeah. lose a little bit of parking there, but not much, right? Uh, a little bit we're going to, um, yeah. but not, I don't think it's going to be too much. It's okay. going to take some. Uh, th the thing is, like, I know that a lot of the guys are used to like pulling the trucks around. And these two you see right here, we have three apparatus bay in the front one's a back end and right. these two are drive-through uh it's just going to take a little different they're gonna have to take a little different approach when they when they go to pull in now it's gonna be a little different angles and things for them to to accommodate and get used right. to so right. one with the new ladder truck it's a lot longer than our older uh, engine and then right. two with the new building so mm -hmm. wow it's really going to be nice i can't wait to see it when it's all done so they're trying i guess to have this all buttoned up outside before winter Oh, okay. So wow. They'll do a lot of the work indoors during the, the colder months. So. Uh huh. Yeah, finishing off inside. Yeah, that's the that's the plan. Yeah. And then, of course, <laughs> Captain. Captain right? uh, never waste an opportunity, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I told him I'd give him credit. Renovation closed <laughs> with Captain Max Smith and Pepper. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> He's a great guy. He really is. Yeah. Remember his <laughs> new kids. <laughs> Not his new kids, his additional kids, I should say. Yeah, exactly. Still exactly. Too, but... No, you got a you got a really good staff over there. Great guys. Really, really good. I do. So and and but... so involved. You guys are so involved in the community and that. And and we just really appreciate everything you do, uh, Alia. Thank you. I mean, that's one thing I think that you know the fire, the fire service is kind of prided itself with is to be involved in the community um, and kind of give back when we can. So yep. I think that's important to, to instill and to continue on like we have. Um, I think our previous chiefs and chief Harmon did this great. Like she was, she was great with community involvement. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, I, I need to continue. She, uh, she really set the standard. That's for sure. She absolutely did. Yeah. She was, she's great for sure. Uh, let's see. I just wanted to mention a few people that are in there watching. Uh, give him a shout out. Uh, Leanne Keen. I don't know who that would be. But... <laughs> He's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. I appreciate that. Moose James is in there. 
Kathy Chief Harmon is in there, uh, Michael Bingo, Patty Fix, Vaughn Salvatore, John Murray, uh, Jerry Thorne from Party Animal Travel is in there. How you doing, Jerry? Good to see you. Let's see, John Murray, what's he say? Where will you guys and the equipment set up during inside work? Oh, good question. Well, so huh. what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep us in the station the entire time or right. as long as they can. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of a catch-22 here, right? Because everybody likes their, their – their, we're creatures of habit, so everybody likes their home. Yeah. So, you That's know, true. like as firefighters, we spend a third of our life at that station. So yeah. it's, it's kind of a home away from home for us. So they're going to – like the bunk room currently that you see added on, mm -hmm. they're supposed to have that complete before they start tearing into the other part. So okay. they're, we'll be able to kind of transition into that. Uh, they're also renovating one of the bathrooms inside. It's completely mm -hmm. gutted at this point, and they have the, uh, the rough plumbing and then the stubbed in plumbing done with the, the studs are up. So um, they kind of are doing a little bit inside, mm -hmm. but not, not a ton right now. The inside work that they're doing shouldn't affect us too much uh, until they have to start cutting into the accesses into the building that we have. Yeah, yeah. Then you'll have a lot of dust. Let me tell you. Uh, we've, we've already had that. I'll be honest with you. When they tore down the garage and wow. tearing out all that stuff, it was it was pretty dusty. We, <laughs> yeah. we had that little spell there with no rain either, right? So yeah, that, that definitely didn't help. No, no. Boy, it was dry for sure. Denise Stabley's in there as well. Hi, Denise. Good to see you. Fun Salvatore. I think I mentioned her. Uh, let's see. Who else here we got? Moose James. Uh, there's about 10 in there that I can't see who it is. They're hiding. But anyway, uh, was there anything else that you'd like to say to the community or viewers while you're on? No, just obviously you know how to get hold of us if you need us. Yep. Um, we're always looking out there. We've got some community involvement going. Our fire marshal's trying to get some things going along, um, or continue some things, I should say. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to be in the schools in the fall here, uh, doing the fire prevention stuff around fire prevention week, which is the second week of October. Mm -hmm. um, number one. Number two, that's generally when we have our open house. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure how that's going to look this year. We're, we're trying mm -hmm. to maneuver those waters right now. <laughs> right. Uh, because yeah. I don't know what the access to the station is going to be. So exactly. We will have an open house of some sort. I, I'm just not sure what it's going to look like. So yeah. Yeah. And you got to make it safe for the people too. I mean, you absolutely falling in a hole or tripping or anything. Absolutely. So um, I, I, I tend to believe by what I'm seeing that the back will be accessible through the garage doors like we normally have it. So okay. there might be some areas that are off limits, but I, I, I'm thinking we may be okay, but mm -hmm. we're kind of playing it by ear at this point and we'll, We'll, uh, maybe during maybe during uh, fire prevention week, we can get uh, Captain Ray or uh, and uh, Fire Marshal Smith on. Absolutely, I'll, I'll let him know. So yeah. I know Fire Marshal Smith is always willing to kind of yeah. do this. He's about a year into his reign as the Fire yeah. Marshal, so he's still learning. He's been um, on the show, and uh, yeah, he, he's very uh, wants to get really involved with the. He community. does. He's, he's learning some things. We had a so kind of like I guess something else is the the storm related stuff. So. We yeah. want to make sure these last couple of weeks, we've had a couple pretty bad storms come through. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that everybody stays safe and stays away from any down lines. Right. Um, contact 911. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll come out and evaluate, and we can have our dispatcher or us contact DT and let them know what's going on. Um, we've had a couple recently that, you know, some serious power lines that are down. Yeah. Um, one related to a house fire that we had last week, directly related to the, the down lines. 
Um, and then, you know, yesterday, obviously, the tree coming down, hanging a vehicle, and then lines down everywhere, transformers blown. So we just want to make sure people stay away from that and, you know, keep themselves plus their pets away from those if they're in the yards. Yeah, and, and report it as soon as they see something. Absolutely. Contact the professionals at that point. We have we have tools. We have something called a hot stick that we carry. So oh, okay. it detects it detects um, electrical current. So uh-huh. we can use that without having to get too close to these these wires or fences or charged houses or anything like that. We can detect it with that, with that equipment. So rather than, you know, hey, let's do the old wet finger test and see if it's, <laughs> it's charged. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So we have <laughs> no. equipment that we can utilize. Let, let us do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, technology, man. They're finally catching up, aren't they? That's great. Oh, there, there's some huge changes in technology from from yeah. the systems we use on the vehicles from to, to tools, like I said, the hot stick. It's amazing. Um, it's it's quick. It's it's coming quick, that's for sure. And that Lucas device. Oh my gosh. That, that's that's great. That is unbelievable. And our best friend Lucas, we call him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, you don't realize like that's that thing right there. Yeah. Um, it what it does, it's it, it's consistent CPR, like consistent right. depth, consistent um, pattern. Like you don't realize how what, what a difference that can make in somebody. So yes, yes. Oh, I'm sure it's paid it for itself already. It, it if it, if it saves one person's life, it saved it paid for itself, didn't? Exactly. To be honest with you, so that's the way I look at it. Yeah. And then the uh, the carts too. Now that they're um, oh yeah oh my gosh, <laughs> automatic <laughs> right? Yeah, they they're battery operated. Yeah. That's a huge change, which I'm no Chief Harmon would would have loved <laughs> to have had their time. Um. So. For people who don't know, we used to have to pick up the stretchers when you loaded people into an ambulance. Oof. So you would bear all that weight from the stretcher and have to pull the wheels up manually. Yeah. So now we have a battery-operated cot that goes up and down with battery. And then we also have a power loader, which you don't have to pick the stretcher up anymore. It, it loads it with power. It loads itself pretty much. Yeah. So huge, awesome. huge saver on possible back injuries, yes. lifting, um, and people of all sizes it's good up to 700 pounds oh so, wow yeah That's it's amazing. it's amazing that that is a game changer in the ems world it really is <laughs> yeah it is uh michael bingo says thank you for your service to the city randy much appreciated thank you also he wants to know um uh how about ev fires <laughs> uh what do you do for that like charging stations is that foam or what that would be foam you know what Th- this is kind of a this is a very hot topic right now. So yeah. there is no coverall to to the EV fires. Really? So um, they're finding that what what works for one battery or one system doesn't work for others. Oh. So um, this is a hot topic right now. So I know there's a department near to us who who is looking into this heavily, yeah. um, and they've had some fires in vehicles where they pulled batteries out and mm-hmm. submerged them in water in like dumpsters for a couple of days. Really? Uh, it'll drain. Obviously, a dumpster's not sealed, and it'll start smoldering again. Um, that, and then I've heard they've buried them in like in sand for oh months gosh. on end, and they pull them out, and they're still smoldering. Holy so cow! There's this. This is going to become a, a problem. Yeah, um, and that has not to be addressed. And I, I think they're trying to address it, but like I said, with all the different technologies out there, it's hard to put a blanket out there yeah. and say this is what you do. He says Farmington just got equipment for that. Are you aware of that, or I, I I'm not aware aware they got it. I know there is some equipment out there. Uh-huh. Um, there's some things out there to put a large amount of water on stuff. There's stuff to blanket them. Um, right. So 
it, it's it's a changing world out there for us and yeah. I don't know if that technology is going to let us catch up in the, in the near future, but we're we're going to we're going to try. I'll tell you that. Yeah, boy, I'm, it's probably going to take some kind of a, a task force or something to come up with something. It's crazy. Yeah, like I said, I think they're they're going to start. Work, they're working with the manufacturers now. Some of the the car mm -hmm. manufacturers kind of see what what can be done. Sure, um, sure. I mean, you've heard about some of these fires, but just wait till you know they're a lot more prevalent. People are parking them in garages, things of that nature. You end up with you know garage or house fires because of these and it, it'll become a little bit more prevalent to what we have to do. So right. we're, we're looking at things like it's, it's kind of weird. Like we've you know, looked at and discussed, like let's say it's in a garage. Maybe we yeah. need to put like a hook point on our engine or, or something like a, like a, um, what you call it? A tow, like a tow rack. And you could put a ball in there and yank the car out of the garage. Like, oh, pull it, pull it like out. things of these days, like you have to start thinking outside the box. It's not yeah. as simple as putting water on something anymore. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, if the, if it's a battery fire, you don't want the, the house to catch on fire if it's in the garage. Right. I mean, that, you know, that's well, double trouble there. And part of it is like, you know, it's not always, you can isolate a fire rather than just put it out too. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then yep. I know there's some like kind of looking like you were saying the, the problems with them and we we're talking about is like when you store these vehicles after fires, you may think you have them out. But there, a lot of them you have to put like a hundred foot radius on them for wow. forty eight hours to make sure that they're they're out because they're worried about them rekindling and starting back up. Jeez, oh Pete, Ugh. I don't know. I guess they didn't think that far ahead, huh? If, eh. they, if they explode like that, <laughs> I see the finger going. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hey, good luck with that, and uh, once again, congrats on the uh, promotion. You guys are doing a great job. We love you in Garden City, that's for sure. Thanks for uh, taking time out and sharing your time with us. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on tonight. I really do. Thank you. Yeah, and once again, uh, you know, come back anytime when you feel the need. And uh, like I said, in October for Fire Prevention Month or week or whatever, we'll have somebody on. Okay. All and then right. I, can, I know you have my contact information on the yeah. bottom of the screen there. So if anybody has any questions or or anything they would need to get a hold of me for, don't don't hesitate. Awesome. That's great. You make yourself available just like uh, Chief Harmon did too, always. Absolutely. Yeah, once again, contact the chief at uh, rkeen at gardencitymi.org. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I think you have a question for Mr. Jones there. Oh, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're muted. Your mic's muted, Mike. <laughs> you're muted mike oh jeez uh, oh boy yeah he's muted I, uh, I can see that mike you're muted your mic there he, he goes there he'll figure it out yep hopefully nope nope <laughs> Well, he can use the email if he needs to, right? Yeah, use the email if you have to. <laughs> He's got to do community events, figure out how to turn your mic on. <laughs> All right, Chief, you take care and have a great night, huh? All right, thank you. You too. Yep, thank you. All right, Mike, you got to find your microphone. I don't know. I can't help you. I can't hear you. <laughs>
You see a little microphone anywhere on your laptop? Button on the keyboard? Hmm. All right. Well, while you're figuring that out, I am going to go on. Moving on, so the next city council meeting is Monday, August 7th, 7 p.m. in the council chambers located at 6000 Middlebelt Road. These meetings are a good way for you to get involved and uh, voice any concerns that you may have as well. Um, let me see. I just wanted to mention. There you go, Mike. Nope, you're not. Nope. Nope. Why don't you try signing back in maybe to pop on? You want to do that? Yeah, try signing back in. We'll see if he can sign in. Mike's having some technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, yeah, during the storms, uh, my neighbor's tree across the street fell on top of her house. It's crazy. Half of the tree, but she was all right. No injuries. The roof is uh, intact, but she does have some gutter damage. I hope everybody's power is on. You're all safe. Um, let's see. Like I said, now next week, don't forget to tune in. We're going to have Ryan Jones on. He is the sculptor who did the uh, memorial for Reggie the Peacock. And it is on display at um, King Cone. There you are. I can hear you. Can you hear okay. me? Yep, I hear you. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I just wanted to know if he got the, if they got the cake that we delivered to the firehouse after our cruise today. Oh, oh. He says, well, you can always email him. The email, you, you got the email on the screen there. <laughs> um, all right, you ready, Mike? We're going to get to community yes, announcements. Okay. You are ready to go. Rock and roll. Here we go. Well, okay, it's time for some community announcements. Let's get Mike in here. You Mike. know it's a lot when I die. All okay. right, let's uh, get the first one up here. Denise Stabley says she has no power yet. Uh, straight Farmhouse, their museum hours are Wednesdays and Saturdays from 12 to 3. You can contact them at 734-838-0650 or find them on Facebook at Garden City Straight Farmhouse. Yep, Kim's going to be on in two weeks. She, okay. Uh, she's got a lot of stuff uh, coming up. Yeah, they always do. Yeah. Wayne County Veteran Services every Tuesday and Thursday from 8.30 to 6.30 at the uh, Radcliffe Center. You can call them at 313-506-0302. And the American Legion Department of Veteran Affairs will be available every Tuesday from 9 to 3. Yep. Don't face the IRS loan. Senior Fitness Club is open now. Uh, three months subscriptions are $25, 12 months are $70. Drop in is $3 for more information. Uh, call 734 This is open for 50 and older. 
Okay, our notary babe, Shen Kaffee, is provides a variety of services, loan documents, trust, power of attorney, titles, bill of sale, refinances and mortgages, acknowledgement, bank forms, and more. You can contact her at, I'm looking for contact information. At the top. Oh, I'm yeah. Shannon at Notary Babes. Uh, NotaryBabeShan.com or call her at 734-469-8821 if you need something notarized. Yep. She was actually in there watching tonight, I believe. Yep. Saw that. Yep. This is one of our former guests, the carpet cleaner. Yep. Call Dennis at 734-299-6496. He deals with tile and grout, upholstery, autos, floods, and carpets. Neighborhood Watch meets the second Tuesday of every month. The next meeting will be August 8th. It's at the Garden City Police Department. An open computer lab from 9 to 2 and on Mondays and 2 to 7 on Fridays. This is at the Radcliffe Center. They got all new computers there. It's a nice lab. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. What do they got? Probably 20 over there at least, 25? Yeah, something like that. It's, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, they want people to come over there and use them. They can accommodate a lot of people. Right. Bingo at the rec. $5 for bingo. Uh, this is the first and third Monday of every month, August 7th and 21st of the next ones, uh, 1 p.m. at Radcliffe Center. Yeah, they did a, an ice cream social bingo just uh, last week that we were, some of us helped serve the ice cream for. Oh, yeah. I think I was up north or something. Right. Yeah. We had plenty of help. We had oh, good. half a dozen people from Commission oh. on Aging there. Oh, awesome. Oh, Yin Yoga at Radcliffe. Okay. Whoops. Wait a minute. What's going on here? I don't know, but you're going right. faster than I can read. Uh, <laughs> the Yin Roga is Monday at 6.30, and the Yoga at Radcliffe is Monday at 5 and Thursday at 5.45. Drop in to $6. You can purchase a punch card for $28. Any information, any questions, call 734-793-1850. Cool. Garden City Rotary is is doing their annual school supplies collection. They're looking for supply boxes, crayons, markers, notebooks, pencils, big erasers, scissors, markers, glue sticks, highlighters, rulers, and pens. Collection boxes are at City Hall, and they will have one of the music in the park on August 17th. The final pickup date is Friday, September 8th, 2023. Denise Stabley wanted to mention that uh, they brought back Cop on the Block, and her house will be on Cop on the Block Monday night. So oh, she nice. invites her, everybody to come on out. Uh, what's the address there, Denise, if you want to share that so they know? Thanks. Okay, Garden City Parks and Recreation is doing Exploring Art with Megan for ages 3 to 5, Tuesday mornings, 9.30 to 10.20. It's a four-week class. At the Radcliffe Center. Hmm. 25 bucks. Yeah, that's a deal. Okay, music in the park. 
screening this summer. Um, I think the last one is is just uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yep. And, uh, Wednesday, August 23rd, Rotary Thank Park. Thank you. Yep. That would be the last one of summer. Oh, I hate to say well, that. Last music in the park was scheduled for August 17th. Yeah. Shop at Bisbee Vendor Events from 4 to 9. The band starts at 6.30. I left a little early this last time, which was fortunate because when I got home at 8.40, our power went out for 18 hours. Oh, you're kidding. So I would not have been able to get into the get the car in the garage or anything oh like that. Right, right. Yeah, August 17th, the American Ages band will be uh, playing. They're very, very good. They're on the from the east side. They were there last year, and uh, they do a good job. Denise Stabley says the address for Cop on the Block is 28449 Elvin, just west of Harrison. So if you're interested for Cop on the Block, go on out there, take your kids. They can crawl in and out of all the cop cars and everything. It's really a fun time. We had one of the first ones I can remember when they started that. Okay. Parents night out. Um, Friday, August 18th. What is that? From 4, 4.30 yep. to 9? Is that what it says? 5.30 to 9, yep. 5.30 to 9. Yep. The kids This is for ages 5 to 11. Kids activities will include crafts, uh, games, movies, and pizza. It's $20 a child and $10 a sibling. Yeah, good deal. Nice. The last lucky squirrel will be September 16th from 10 to 3. I think the Qantas is going to be selling baked goods at that one. This is in the Garden City Town Center parking lot in the northeast corner of Ford and Middlebelt. And it's free. There's a, over 150 vendors, arts, crafts, antiques, and more. Yeah, last one of the summer. Calling all classic cars, motorcycles, too. Uh, the Garden City Public Library will be hosting a classic car and bike show at our end of summer reading bash. Juan is going to be involved in that too. I think we're fixing, we're serving uh, hot dogs and stuff. Oh, wow. We would nice. love to include your car or bike. It's going to be on Saturday, July 29th from one to four. At the Garden City Public Library on Maple, at Maplewood. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Uh, the next Mayor's Foreman Forum will be Wednesday, August 2nd at 7 p.m. I'm going to have a little problem with that. We have, we have a Qantas board meeting at the same time. Mm. Open discussion, free and open to the public. You can meet with uh, the mayor, Mark Jacobs, in City Hall. Yeah, cool. As long as they don't table it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they have the last two meetings. Or oh, the my gosh. Between them and the DDA board tabling the, everything, I, I don't know. Sorry, Denise. <laughs> yeah. City of Westland is having their blues, brews, and barbecue August 4th and 5th at Central City Park. 36601 Ford Road. Yeah. Uh, entertainment lineup. They've got uh, stuff on Friday the 4th and also on Saturday the 5th. And it's 
a little hard for me to read all that stuff. Right. Uh, Saturday, they're going to have uh, a 10 o'clock drone and fireworks show. Oh, that'd yeah, be this, nice. this is probably their biggest event of the year, I would say. It's huge. Yeah. Craft Day, press flower candle holder, 10 bucks at the Radcliffe Center on August 5th at 11 o'clock. Any questions, call 734-793-1850. That was all cool. Cruising with Step Movie, on August 9th, 450 South Benoit in Westland. Food and fun and family and friends. Cruise night at 4 p.m. Free drive-in movie open, at, open to the public. Uh, starts at dusk. The movie will be one of my favorites, The Great Race. Yeah, Tony Curtis, Jack Levin, and uh, Natalie Wood. Yeah, they, they, funny. They, they, Those two are hilarious. They are. Okay, the Garden City uh, Summer Theater is presenting Annie on August 18th and 19th from at 7 o'clock p.m. and August 19th and 20th at 2 o'clock p.m. All reserved seating tickets are $15. I understand uh, one of our councilmen and our mayor have yeah. parts in this. Yeah, bit parts in it, yeah. Yeah. Paleo Joe's Dinosaur Day. All ages are welcome. It's $7. It's going to be Saturday, August 12th from 12 to 1 in the Radcliffe Center. Talk about fossils and stuff. Yeah. The 8th Annual Coach Pinnell Champion Scholarship Scramble. You can register now. It's going to be at the links at Great at Gateway and Romulus. It's Tuesday, August 22nd, 9 o'clock a.m. Help raise scholarship money for the at-risk students in the Garden City High School Champions Program. That's a good program. Yeah, it is. It really it's, is. It Get some of these kids on the right track. Right, right. Household hazardous waste control collection. Um, this is going to be August 26th. Yep, 8 to 1. 8 to 1. Get there early. Oh. Take my word for it. Get there real yeah. early. You're right. You arrive at nine or ten o'clock, <laughs> even though it runs from eight to one. You're probably going to still be in line at one o'clock. Yep, exactly. It's huge. Yeah, this is huge. This is another great big event. Cruising Hines, save the date, Sunday, August twenty seventh, at twenty twenty three, or twenty twenty three. Bounce back, return to learn. Thursday, August 31st at Memorial School. Oh, boy, what all we got here? Four to seven. There's going to be a fire truck. A, the police with... I can't read all of this stuff. Uh, petting zoo, hot petting dogs. Zoo. Yep. Bounce houses, face painting, DJ. Nice. And this is a free event. Yeah. So the price is right. Absolutely. Okay, the Historical Society fundraiser, a trolley tour 
857 North Wayne Road, Saturday from 9 to 12.30 on September 16th at, her cost is $35. For more information, call 734-793-9457. Yep. And that is all I have, sir. Okay. Uh, let me just see. I wanted to just check this real quick. Um, I think we covered pretty much everything. We're an hour and three minutes into the show, so yeah, we can move on. You know, Mike, we're always looking for guests to come on the show, so uh, if anybody is interested or you know someone who might be interested, we'd love to have them. It's very easy. Just email us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. It doesn't matter what community you live in. We want to hear from you. We are doing the shows remotely, so you can do it from the comfort of your home or office. Come on the show and share your information with us and the surrounding communities. Contact us today, and we look forward to hearing from you. We'll have we'll have had that primary by next uh, by our next show. Yeah, the Westland primary. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Very interesting. And with that said, Mike. I think we're ready to call this a podcast, podcast, podcast. podcast. We want to thank uh, Garden City Fire Chief Randy Keene for coming on the show. Yeah, um, I need to find out if I can get my uh, fire supporting T-shirt updated and have his name included on it now. Yeah, right. Yeah, they got to get some T-shirts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can contact the chief uh, at R. Keene. That's K-E-E-N at GardenCityMI.org. He would love to hear from you. He did a great job tonight, and uh, we look forward to uh, having him on many more times. Also, a big thanks to my fantastic co-host, meteorologist topper Tom Iwinski, and Mike Jones. Great job, as always. Mike, any final thoughts you want to talk about? No, just my usual. I urge everybody to get vaccinated so we can stay safe and yep. protect those we care about. Matter of fact, uh, yeah, Friday, tomorrow, I'm getting uh, my other booster, another booster. So, well, and then probably end of September, 1st of October, get the flu shot. Won't be long. Got to get that too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, a huge thank you to each and every one of you for sharing part of your time tonight with us. We really appreciate it uh, over the past 13 plus years. Thank you so much. Don't forget this show will be available right after we sign off tonight on Facebook. So uh, we hope that you'll catch it at your convenience, especially if you tuned in late tonight by going to facebook.com slash GC chat and feel free to share the show with your friends. We would really appreciate it. Also catch us on our YouTube channel. Just search for garden city community chat. You'll find not only this show, but all of our past shows as well. Just click on the live tab button. And uh, please subscribe to the channel by clicking on the subscribe button. And as we do at the end of every show, Mike, we want to thank all the healthcare workers, first responders, police and fire, everyone on the front lines who serve and protect us every day. We can't thank you enough. Be safe. And we want you to know you and your families are in our thoughts and prayers every day. And whenever you see any of these heroes, please let them know how much you appreciate them. Remember, the success of a community depends on the community. So please support your local businesses and thoughts, thoughts and prayers to the police chief and his family. Yes. Yes. Chief Gibbons and his son, his family, 
are in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, looking for an update, hopefully, on that. And please don't hesitate. Vaccinate. Get that booster and also get your flu shot. Protect yourself and others. I know uh, there's going to be a couple of fundraisers for for the yes. Gibbons family. Uh, Party Animals putting on one. Right. And at the end of the year, November, December, we're going to do a joint uh, fundraiser with the police department. Uh, do a charity poker. Oh, okay. Okay. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. And I think uh, they're uh, selling wristbands at uh, Lucky Dog, too, for five bucks. So they are. Pick one of those up. And Mike, if you see something, say something. Say something. We need to look out for one another out there. You know, I also wanted to congratulate uh, uh, Sean Breen, Lieutenant Sean Breen, on his retirement from the police department. He did a great job, great guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he'll be missed as well. For all your weather information, be sure to head on over to DopperTimesWeather.com. He's got a great user-friendly website. Especially, Especially for the next 24 uh, hours. Yeah, 24 hours. He's, he, he looked tired, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a great user-friendly website over there with radar and everything. And uh, he'll keep you up to date. He's really accurate. I, I, he takes his job very seriously. And yeah. uh, he's, he's saying we might have some more severe weather tomorrow. So keep and your eyes to the sky. We were on our Kiwanis thing. And the bus going down, and Jerry had said, "Bring an umbrella because it might rain." And oh, Tom's no. mom got up and says, "No, Tom says it won't rain." No, right. Yeah, I know. I I go by what he says too. <laughs> exactly. You can go to the bank, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Remember, mark your calendars for next week. Uh, our guest will be Ryan Jones. He's the artist that created the sculpture for Reggie the Peacock. Uh, and it's now on display out in front of uh, King Cone. So until then, we hope you enjoyed the show, and thanks for listening. Uh, I hope we have a lot of people come on tomorrow and support Ryan uh, for what he did. That's a beautiful sculpture over there. If you'd like to contact any of us here at the chat for any reason, once again, our email is gccommunitychat at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing, uh, what you'd like to see more of. Thanks again for watching and all the comments. Have a great rest of your week. Stay cool. I hope your power comes back on if you don't have power. Yeah. And uh, have a great night, okay? Mike, you take care, bud. You too, care. See you next week. Yep. Night. Good night.